And now, coming at you from the Five Star Physique Studio in Knoxville, Tennessee. This is The Drop Set. With your host, Darren Starr. Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in. I am Darren Starr and I'm a full-time online prep coach and have been since 2012. You can check me out at 5starphysique.com and read about my coaching programs, check out workout programs that I have available, read articles, and most importantly, you can click on the podcast button at the top or go straight to thedropset.com to vote on the most recent poll question posted at the top of the page. It is really kind of hard to believe that I've been doing this since December of 2016, but here we are. We're over 200 episodes in, and we're still kicking. It's crazy stuff. Now, this show thrives on and exists only because of you, the listener. So I thank you for being here and also encourage you to contribute your questions and discussion topics. You can email me at darren at fivestarfitness.com or more easily, click on contact from 5starphysique.com and submit your question in the form. You can also find me on social media at Darren underscore star on Instagram is probably the best way to go there. Please also give a rating, like, thumbs up, review, or whatever is appropriate for whatever platform you're listening to this on. And please share the episodes you like and tag me in your posts. I appreciate it tremendously, and it helps us here reach a bigger audience, which makes it more likely that I can nab higher-profile guests for future interviews. So, with that being said, let's get on with it. Hey, everybody. Darren here, and welcome to episode 208 and my interview, which you are about to uh, listen to with Wendy Levera. Wendy is an NPC... Uh, women's physique and women's bodybuilding competitor. Um, she narrowly missed out on a pro card at North Americans recently and is going to be taking another stab at it here at uh, Orlando Nationals, Miami Nationals, whichever it is. I think it's Miami again this year. It's supposed to be Miami. It was Orlando last year. I can't keep up uh, in December. And uh, so we talk about all kinds of things, how prep is going, what it's looking like, Um how she handled um, the uh, letdown of coming so close at North Americans and yet so far away at the same time. Um, what that period was like after the show, what kind of struggle she went through. Um, you know, she, she is a, a person like me who kind of struggles with some post-show binging, which I know that a lot of people will relate to. So we'll talk about that and uh, kind of, you know, what she sees for herself going forward, too. So it's a great chat. Hope you get a lot out of it. And let's go ahead and dive right into it. All right, episode 208, and I welcome Wendy Levera to the drop set. How are you doing, Wendy? I'm good. How are you? I, I'd say I can't complain, except uh, before we started recording, I was already complaining, so clearly I can, <laughs> but I don't, I don't have legitimate complaints. I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> good. So you, you had mentioned before we started here that today's a day off, but you still have cardio to do. So how much cardio are you banging out right now? Um, about an hour and 10 minutes. It's not horrible right now. Okay. What, what would be horrible? Uh, two hours, <laughs> which I still do it. You know, I just, <laughs> I do what I have to do. You yeah. Know? <laughs> yeah. So what, what is the next target for you coming up here? Um, I'm going to do Orlando nationals. Okay. So that, that, that is back in Orlando this year. Yeah. 
Okay. So you got what about two months? That's got to be like what second week of December ish. Yeah, it's well, it's the first week. It's December second this year, so I'm eight weeks out. Eight weeks. Okay. Cool. How you how you feeling in preparation for that? Um, I'm feeling all right. Um, surprisingly good considering I just, I mean, I really went from one prep to another, you know, I did North Americans and I took a week off. Um, my coach probably really didn't want me to, but I needed that for myself. Um, I did a little bit too much. Uh, I'm kind of a binge eater, which is a problem for me always has been. Um, so I did a little too much, uh, put probably a little more body fat on than I have, but you know, I'm, I'm pushing through now. So <laughs> Nice. Nice. Well, if ever there was a judge that said like, you know what, you might be just a little bit too lean. I'm always like, I can fix that right now. Give me 10 yeah, minutes I- and I will fix that problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, let's, um, let's talk about North Americans because okay. I have, I have some thoughts about that and I'm assuming that you probably do too. Um, okay. First of all, it's, it's worth knowing just for the people who weren't following along, et cetera. How did North Americans play out for you? Um, not as I would have liked, but I mean, I placed well, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, we always want to get first place. I always feel like second place is the first loser, (laughs) but I mean, (laughs) first time doing women's bodybuilding and I placed third. I mean, I cannot complain about that. I've, I felt like that's where I want to be women's bodybuilding. That's it. I felt super comfortable doing that. And so I learned a few things from that. Um, you know, I, I know where, what I need to work on, but I'm not giving myself enough time to work on those things. (laughs) Really. I just need to build my back. That's always been my weak point. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to go for it one more time. Is it kind of like, well, I'm in shape. I binged a little bit. I need to get a little bit of that weight off. Orlando's right there. Eh, Might as well just jump to it. I really only gained eight pounds. I mean, that's, it's really nothing considering every other prep I've done. I put on 20 pounds in the first three days. Yeah. It was like health problems. Um, and being, I was always on no carbs for a couple of months usually. And this time my coach had me, you know, he always had me on carbs, even up to the show. And and that helps because if you're no carb, no carb forever. And then of course, what are you going to binge on after the show? It's just carbs and your body's forgotten how to process them. Yeah. And then all the diuretics, honestly, um, you you just can't, you can't do that. And really you can kill yourself doing it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, the the I did a show in in November last year, and taking this year off, but um, I just did an over the counter diuretic for that, and still managed to drop like you know, I think I dropped nine or ten pounds during peak week, um, mm-hmm. and then just you know that plus another eight came on after the show, just like nothing without even without me even really trying. Um, so that that kind of told me I'm like that's probably the strongest thing that I need to take as far as diuretics are concerned because it worked and, and the water weight that I still had on my body, that wasn't the problem. I had other problems. (laughs) (laughs) Let's, let's fix that. Let's bring the legs up a little bit. Let's get a little bit leaner. The water isn't the problem. Yeah. If you, if you're lean enough, you don't need all those diuretics. Like they're just so bad for your kidneys. Truly, truly. Um, so for Orlando, is it just women's bodybuilding or are you still doing physique? Just women's bodybuilding. 
I'm done with physique. I'm over it. <laughs> I didn't even like I got up there and I was just, it didn't feel like me anymore. You know? Interesting. I, yeah. Interesting. It's like what it's like ugh, this blingy suit just doesn't, doesn't feel like me. Well, I mean, I love the suit, you know, that part, <laughs> I still get to wear it for finals in women's bodybuilding. So True. that's cool. But, um, it just the posing and it doesn't really show my muscularity, like women's mm -hmm. body, you know, I'm bigger than what physique really can do for me. Well, and, and your legs are really dominant too. And it's yeah. probably in physique, it's probably the kind of thing like, okay, stop training your legs and bring your upper body up. And yeah. with, uh, with women's bodybuilding, it's like, keep the legs. They could probably be a little bigger still, but upper body still got to come up a little bit. Yep. Yeah. So why not? <laughs> yeah. I mean, sometimes it's just like, why bother trying to fit a square peg into a round hole? Just go with where it seems like the best fit is. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, so I really wanted to, to kind of pick your brain and we're going to, we're going to play therapist here a little bit. Um, I'm not a therapist, but I will, I will play the role of one. So okay. I, I'm, I'm always curious about this because I know how I feel in talking with my clients after shows. I know how they feel. And I want to get your perspective after North Americans. It wasn't the result that you wanted. It's good placement. Sure. Really hoping for a pro card. Of course, after a prep like that for a show like that, that's always what you're looking for. Um, so talk me through like, you know, right after finals, a couple days after a week after, like what was going on here? How, how are you handling that? Um, it was actually hard. Um, honestly, I, before, so that morning they put me in first place and at North Americans, when you go up there, they don't bring you out and repose you or anything. They, you, they bring you out and they just give out awards. Okay. So my coach and everybody was like, you're getting your pro card. You know, we just, we so really after prejudging, you were first call out front and center. Front and center. Yeah. So I was confused. I mean, <laughs> I was excited. I was like, yes, I'm probably getting it. I kind of, it, you know, I counted my chickens before they hatched. Well, that's the worst because they gave you a preview as to how many chickens there were. Like you yes. had a reason to count them. <laughs> yes. So, and honestly, there were so many people that were coming up to me and they were like, you're awesome. You're going to, you're going to get it. You know, I mean, people from the audience were telling me I had the best package. You know how it is. Like, yeah. so, <laughs> I really probably got a little cocky to be honest with you um it's not that i think i'm better than anybody or anything like that i just really my confidence was so high at that point i think I it's also also fair after something like that like front and center and you're like i think i am the best one up here i mean i i think that's a very normal human reaction so yeah. I, I can't fault you for that and honestly i mean i thought the same thing i'm like i'm looking at the the um first call out picks i'm like yep that's right okay cool oh. <laughs> well thanks yeah so <laughs> when i got third i was just kind of like oh <laughs> <laughs> i was really upset honestly and i came i got off stage and my coach was pissed off a little bit he's like i don't know what's going on i don't you know how it is i don't know what they're thinking and then the next day i was like well i did place third but I mean, you do, it goes through your mind. What did I do wrong? Um, I should have been leaner. I should have been bigger. And I'm still honestly in my head a little bit, like mm -hmm. 
I'm still going to Orlando thinking, am I going to be good enough? And I, I shouldn't be thinking that I need to have a better mindset. Like I'm going to do this. I'm going to win this. I mean, you always have to have a champion mindset. And this time that's a little bit like, Ooh, you know, (laughs) I I think that's very candid. And I think that's, it's good to be honest with yourself there. I would also say, you know, you were third in a competitive class and now you've got time to improve upon that. Yeah. I'm like, if nothing else, I'm going to be way leaner this time. So, you know, <laughs> I, I don't know. Not if you're only doing barely an hour of cardio a day now. Sheesh, man. I know. Lazy. <laughs> <laughs> so, and you you still have carbs in at this point as well, correct? Yeah. Um, okay. He, he's kept them last time. Um, not a ton. It's not like I was eating a lot. It was like maybe 30 grams a day, but it was something you know <laughs> i don't know that doesn't sound like something to me that sounds like it was 60 okay thinking. but but i mean it was something that still know? sounds like some bullshit to me <laughs> <laughs> I, I i don't handle low carb very well which is one of the reasons why when i lean out i never get as lean as i need to like mentally it just absolutely fucks with me so bad it does me too i mean i have a hard time i'm not gonna lie i'm not gonna say i've never cheated at people that's one thing that actually annoys me is when you see people say they've never cheated on their diet. I'm like, you are so big. Those are the people that, that Photoshop their stage photos. That's all I'm going to say. Or, or they're the guys who claim to be natty when they're on TRT at the very least. Yeah. Yes. Like, like this is not something that you can fudge the definition of like uh, cheating on your diet is a very binary thing. You either do it or you don't. It's like, Oh, I didn't cheat on my diet because I just had more of the foods that I'm allowed to have. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's not how it works, dude. <laughs> right. So how, how do you handle the low carb thing then? I mean, understanding that, you know, cause I think some people, they do just really like, they just don't care and like, they'll just suffer through and they just don't give a crap. And they're like, whatever they do really have that kind of terminator mindset. I don't, it doesn't sound like you necessarily have that either. It's a struggle for you. So how do you manage it? Um, I, I really do do pretty well. Most of the time, um, I try to stay busy. Um, I drink, <laughs> I'm bad about drinking coffee. So I started switching to decaf coffee in the evening. Like I get my water in and then I'll drink like decaf coffee. Cause it helps me like the warmth of it makes me feel fuller mm-hmm. or warm tea. Um, yeah, those kinds of things kind of help me. Uh, that's about it really. I just try to keep myself busy as much as I can. But towards the end, when you get like super tired, that's when it's really hard to, um, you know, you don't want to be busy. You want to stay around so tired and yeah. like, to stay active. So you'll burn calories. And I'm like, okay, I'll walk around the block for a minute, but <laughs> yeah, I'm going to walk around the block and I'm going to be thinking about food while I do it. That's not a productive yeah. kind of busy it's like a slow walk because you're so tired. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you're, you're wearing 50 pound shoes is what it feels like. I've been there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so understanding that between North Americans and now you didn't really have a proper off season. Like you had that little post show episode, but then you were kind of like right back into it. Is that about right? Yep. Okay. Um, He did refeed, you know, he started, um, feeding me more for a little bit and now we're starting to push harder again. He okay. wanted to make sure he, you know, as healthy as I can be for, um, to push. So, 
Well, and North Americans was that was that early August? Uh oh gosh, I don't even remember now. <laughs> I don't either. But it oh, I was like eight, ten weeks ago, something like that. Beginning of September. Okay. Okay. So um at that point, I mean it's like, yeah, you have a little binge episode post show. You're you're still like you're not that far off stage conditioning, so you don't need to go back to like a four weeks out kind of a diet right away. I was, no, it wasn't bad. I was mostly watery, you know, I just mm -hmm. put on a little weight and yeah, I was good. Yeah. So maybe we rewind. What was the show that you did prior to North Americans? What was your last show before then? North Americans, um, prior to that, um, 2020. Okay. So you took yeah. 2021 off. Yeah. Okay. Just what? What show did you do in 2020? Because that was COVID year. What year? What show did you find to do? It was just North Americans, and okay. then prior to that, I did uh, Miami Nationals. Okay. All right. So you had time for a good proper off season then between 2020 and then North Americans this year. So. How did you approach that? And like, were you worried about like putting on too much unwanted weight and having to strip it away? Or were you like, whatever, I just need to grow. It doesn't matter. Um, I was worried about it. Um, but I, I, um, went through a couple of coaches trying to find, um, I, I had some problems. I had hormonal problems, um, kidney problems. I, I actually have stage three kidney disease. Mm. So I have to be careful with that. I found that out, um, at the time. And so I was trying to nurse that and get healthy. Uh, my mom passed away. Like I had some setbacks. Um, I had a really bad rebound post show. Um, I, I'm sure it was, partly due to my kidneys. And I didn't realize that, um, for like the first two months I couldn't work out. I was in so much pain and I was literally sick. Um, I would try to go to the gym and I could not lift. It was, it was awful, honestly. Um, how long did it take you to, to find out the kidney issue and how did you do it? Um, I actually went to get my hormones checked and they did a kidney and liver test, of course. And that's when they told me how bad my kidneys were. And it was really scary because they were like, basically your kidneys will shut down. Uh, if you don't correct this, we need to get your numbers out. Now, now you're at the point, they told me you're at the point where you will never get out of kidney disease, stage three kidney disease, but we can get your numbers up and keep you healthy. So, uh, yeah, I started doing IV flushes with saline and, um, they used glutathione, which is really good for your liver. I don't know that it does much for your kidneys, but I also take uh, kidney HD from HD muscle mm -hmm. and where to God, that stuff is amazing. Uh, really got my numbers up. So I'm back up in like a really healthy range. That, that was my next question. Things seem to have recovered to some extent, at least. Mm -hmm. So uh, is it there where the blood work will still show uh, it, it will show that your numbers are fine, but they say your kidneys are still what diseased or at risk or at higher risk for problems? Yeah. So um, basically my numbers are always going to be at like 58, 60. 
they don't really, you want to be like way higher than that. Mm -hmm. Um, mine were at like 53, you know, that's, you want to be, if they get under 50, you're in stage four and it's dialysis. So we don't want that. Dialysis is, is not conducive to prep. <laughs> no, I, I was honestly. Um, so, but I mean, also my mom had a lot of kidney problems or they kept telling her they, that she needed to get checked, but she worked in a dialysis center um, for years. And she was like, I'm not, she said, I don't want to be on dialysis. So I'm not even going to get them checked. So she never. So I'm wondering if part of this is a genetic disease. You would kind of have to think so, right? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So that your your off season then got off to a bit of a rocky start then. Yeah. Um, and then I so then I switched to a different. And um, I did pretty well for a little while, but um, he just hit. We didn't really mesh well, just because. And I'm not a coach hopper normally. I'm really a loyal person, so I don't want to sound like that, but. I would send check-ins and he would never get back to me or it would take like a couple weeks. And I was like, I can't pretty soon you lose motivation. And I was like, I'm just going to eat whatever then dude. Like, <laughs> yeah. If you, if you don't care, I don't care either. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean, what do I pay for? So yeah. I pretty much start kind of slacking a little bit. I mean, I was working out hard, but I was eating like, like an asshole to be honest. Um, so then I went to another coach and he fed me a lot. Like we were growing, but he, he was feeding me a lot. <laughs> he wasn't a bad coach, but he was feeding me a lot. And I did get a lot heavier than I would ever like to let none of my clothes fit. It was, I was like wearing my boyfriend's shirts and stuff. I'm like, I'm not going in public like this. Um, so how, how much is a lot? Like were you, were you, were you tracking or keeping, keeping track of calories or macros or anything like that? No, I just do meal plans usually Okay. Um, getting a cheat meal a week too. So on top of the added food, I was getting a cheat meal a week, which it does help me to have that. Um, so I'm not like binge eating, you know, or that desire to do so. But, uh, I was at 172 pounds and I'm five, two. Um, and I did put on a lot of muscle. Don't get me wrong, but I got, fluffier than i'd like to let's just say that <laughs> I, I think 170 ish at five two i think the word for that is stout yes i was stout. <laughs> yeah people were like man you're so buff and i would look in the mirror i'm like you don't know what i look like underneath all this <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've had that i mean do you ever um have that situation where you know you're in a growth phase you're as heavy as you've ever been you're like oh my god i'm just a fat cow. Like you just feel that way. And then you look yeah. at your picks, like I'm going to show my coach just how fat I am right now. And then you send some picks and you're like, actually those don't look that bad. Yeah. Like it, it's, it's way worse here than it is visually. Yes. Yeah, for sure. I don't know if that was uh, just me. Cause I feel that way all the time. Yeah. And yeah. In fact, I said, um, actually my boyfriend's coach saw, um, my off season photos, right before I started my prep. And he's like, she actually didn't get over, you know, overweight. Like I'm like, I felt like. <laughs> it's like, I, I beg to differ. I feel like I did. I mean, you can, you can look okay, but still be like miserably uncomfortable. Like I ended a growth phase myself not too long ago. And I got up, I, I, 
touched 250 for a day. Um, and like I was eating about 6,000 calories a day to get up there. It's like you eat a whole day's worth of food and you're like, thank God that's over. And then you wake up the next morning and you're still full from the previous day. Oh God, I've never had that problem. I mean, I've eaten to where I was like, oh, I can't eat anymore. But the next day I always wake up hungry. Yeah, it was so weird. It was so unusual for me. I'm like, I've never felt like this before. And so uh, now I'm in the process of cutting back down just to kind of undo some of that and realizing like, I put on a lot of weight, but not a whole lot of it is, really seems like it was very productive. <laughs> like, and so that that's the the trick I think with the growth phase is I think it helps to stay leaner so that you have a better idea of what you're doing. But at the same time, if you're being too conservative, it does inhibit how much you can grow. It's a catch twenty two. It is. You have to be so careful. Yeah. I hate I hate being careful. I mean, <laughs> why why can't we just be <laughs> reckless and do whatever we want? Sushi and pizza all the time. No. Seriously, now now you're talking. I, I'll give you the sushi. I will take the burger and fries and the pizza, but I, no sushi for me. No sushi for you? <laughs> no, no, not at all. Um, I do have a, a, a question here. Um, a, a couple of questions that came through. Um, the first one is uh, from some doofus. How amazing is her husband? Um, from some guy named Sean. I don't know who that is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, he's very supportive. Yeah. And, uh, I couldn't ask for anything better. We'll just say that. <laughs> yeah, and and he's a bodybuilder as well. Yes, he is. Yeah, yeah, and he he's he's you know I've seen a little bit of his stuff that he has online, and uh, I'm like, man, yeah, I can't squat like that. Maybe that's why I don't have those legs. I don't know. Um, what what is your theory when it comes to training? Are you always trying to go as heavy as you can, or are you trying to feel it more, or are you trying to get a combination of the two? A combination of the two. Um, I like to lift as heavy as I can, um, but I don't like it when I can't feel the contraction either. Um, I, I know that there's a lot of you know, theories out there. It doesn't matter. Uh, lift as heavy as you can. If you're not feeling it, then, oh, well, you're working that muscle. But I really have a hard time with that. Me too. Uh, I feel like it's better if you can feel that contraction. Um, I just, I like to feel it. And then I, if I don't feel it, I don't get a pump. Honestly, if I feel that contraction, I get the best pump. So why not? Yeah. And I've got exactly one exercise that I can do where I can go, you know, relatively heavy for me, not a weight that's going to impress anybody, but kind of take myself out of that zone where I'm feeling it and just kind of brute force it and have it feel effective. And that's an inclined barbell press. It's the only exercise that works for me like that. Yeah. Everything yeah. else, like if I start squatting heavy, it's just like, oh, the only thing I'm going to do here is hurt myself. That's it. Mm-hmm. That, yeah. <laughs> So, yeah. Do you have any uh, orthopedic, like joint muscle issues that you're working around? Or are you in pretty good shape overall? Yeah, uh, um, I'm kind of a mess. I, I think it's funny. <laughs> We're so healthy, right? <laughs> like, um, I have arthritis uh, in my back and knees. Um, probably everywhere else too. I'm sure. Um, of tendonitis in my labrum and my supraspinatus, which is the bicep tendon here, and in my rotator cuff on both shoulders. 
I have tendonitis in my shoulder over here too. So I've had a couple shots in there. Um, I also have a fracture in my low back that didn't heal quite right and a slight bulging disc. <laughs> so I've had to do some physical therapy. Yeah, I know. Right. You can go on and on physical therapy for that. Um, so yeah, but Man, that's about it. You're kind of beat up. Yeah, I am. Man, does, how much does that slow you down on workouts? Are there certain things you're like, yeah, I can't do that. Or man, I have to be really careful on that. Uh, most things I can do, but I have to be careful. Um, I, I'm not really supposed to do, um, deadlifting, but I do, I just do it lighter. Um, it's in my plan. So I do it. I wear a belt really tight. I'm, I'm supposed to go heavier, but I go a little bit lighter or I'll do rack pulls because you don't have to go so far down. Um, I feel like as long as I'm building my back, you know, um, if I have to do a few more reps or something, but sometimes just the repetition, I have to stop early. You'll always see me in here, uh, laying on the floor, uh, stretching each set. Um, yeah, any kind of deadlift tends to bother my low back. Um, shoulder presses, you know, tend to bother me. Um, anything that works the glutes and hamstrings bothers my low back. I have to, I'm just always stretching because I'm not going to stop working. I'm like, I got to grow. <laughs> well, and that, that's another question. You mentioned PT. Is there anything else that you do as part of a recovery regimen? Like, are you in for like massage, acupuncture, cupping? Do you do any of that stuff? Oh yeah. I've done cupping. I didn't really see much benefit from it, but maybe it was just who I went to. I don't know. Um, I've done dry needling and that helps. Uh, I do chiropractic care and massage, um, Epsom salts bath. Um, and I take, uh, glutamine with, I take it in the morning and during my workout along with EAAs. 50 grams of glutamine a day. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. No, it's like, <laughs> 30, but still. Oh, only 30. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you're, you're a trainer by profession, correct? Yeah. Yeah. So, so I should know better than to do all this stuff, but I do it anyway. Well, I don't know. <laughs> you know, when I was, when I was training people in person, which it's been 10 years since I've done that, I, I was back, I was younger and dumber back then. Um, but I was always like, well, I'm going to do the stupid stuff so that I can make the mistakes and then help my clients not make them. Yeah, like, pretty much. Yeah, that's that's a bad justification, I think. But that was that was definitely part yeah. of my thinking. Um, this is a question from uh, who is this from? Kenyon Grant via Instagram. What got you into bodybuilding? Um. Okay. So Loaded question. Is, I haven't actually been really open about it before in other podcasts. Um. But I actually suffered from an eating disorder when I was uh, in my 20s. Um, so I was on the verge of having a heart attack. Um, and so my husband at the time started taking me, taking me to the gym so that, you know, maybe it would help me feel better about myself. So that's what initially got me started working out. And I actually really enjoyed it. So that's what started me working out. Um, I kind of fell out of it a little bit for a while. 
Um, but then I started coming back to the gym, uh, when I was 35 or something like that. Um, I gained some weight, um, and I hired a trainer and they actually told me that I should, uh, compete. Cause I had, even though I, I felt like I was fluffy for me, but I'd always had like a kind of an uh, athletic build. So I mm-hmm. had like muscle arms kind of, and so they told me I should compete. Uh, and I'd never even heard of it, but I didn't know what it was, but I'm so interested in it. And I went home and told my husband at the time and he kind of laughed it off. Um, I don't think he thought I was serious, but, and I'm sh- knowing him, I'm sure he didn't mean it like rude or anything, but don't ever like make me feel like I can't do something because I will do it. So I just know I said, that as a husband myself, if my wife came back and said, Hey, I'm going to do this thing. And I laughed like there's about to be hell unleashed upon me. <laughs> yeah. And I, like I said, I know he didn't mean it like rude. You know what I mean? He just, oh, you know, <laughs> so, I mean, it was probably kind of out there at the time. What's that? It was probably kind of out there at the time. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it wasn't something I'd ever talked about. So I think he was just, more surprised than anything. So, but I was like, oh, I'm going to do it now. So that's exactly what it was like rebellion. I'm going to show everybody. So, and I've been doing it ever since. And I fell in love with it because like when I was younger, like I said, I had an eating disorder, but part of that was control. Like I never felt like I belonged anywhere. Um, I felt like the fat girl, even though I wasn't, I had the, like the muscular legs and muscular arms. And I think when we are a certain age as a woman, if you, if you've got that kind of just naturally and genetically, you kind of are made to feel like you're the fat person though. Cause at a, at a young age, like kids can't tell the difference between muscle and fat. No, they can't. So, um, yeah, it, it made me feel like I belonged somewhere and, with the camaraderie in it and everything too. I just, I've made so many friends. I just feel like I found where I fit in, you know? That's so, yeah. cool. That That's awesome. Well, I'm, I'm glad that you shared that because that's good. And, you know, as, as a coach, I, I work with and hear stories from a lot of people who have a, a similar kind of start. And I think the word that you said was control. Um, and I think that's a lot of where, disordered eating comes from is you're trying to find a way to control something. And boy, I mean, it can certainly, I think bodybuilding can, can be possibly a a dangerous way to potentially relapse for somebody. But at the same time, you're just channeling that control into something else that's potentially, you know, less unhealthy and a little more productive. Yeah. I I will say too, somebody one time um, got a, was talking, book it was just locally here but um said it actually kind of lit a fire under me this person said bodybuilding is just a controlled eating disorder and it made me kind of angry because i feel like it's helped a lot of people i don't feel like it's an eating disorder i mean it is very controlled but i mean you have set meals um they're healthy you're putting food into your body I mean, how can that really be considered an eating disorder? You're not starving yourself, you know, even when you're in prep and you're not eating all the 
foods you were, you're eating six meals a day or five meals a day, depending on your coach, you know, <laughs> and, and 30 whole grams of carbs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 60. I think a lot of people struggle with it just because mentally they feel like it's a food prison and they just over fixate on it and they, they, they won't say it this way. And I would say it might be a bad way to characterize it, but they have a victimhood mentality about bodybuilding rather than seeing it as an opportunity yeah. Um, to you know, work towards a goal that was clearly at some point important to you. And you don't just give that up because, oh, this is hard. I'm sick of it. It's like, that'll pass. Keep on it. Yeah. Yeah. And you have breaks. I mean, it's up to you if you want to take a break, you know, I mean, I'll have an off season and honestly, in my off season, I will enjoy myself. I'm going to, you know, I'll stick to my plan, but when I want to go visit my family or something, I I will enjoy myself. I'm going to take vacations or, you know, it's all about balance. If you have some balance, it's not always going to feel like prison. <laughs> exactly. I completely agree. And that's why, you know, I'm, I'm pushing, I'm doing, if I count my dog walks that I take daily right now, which I'm going to, I'm doing two hours of cardio a day right now. Oh my um, God. I know it's like 45 minutes on the bike, fasted 35 before dinner and a 30 minute dog walk somewhere in the middle there. And I'm on a high volume training split right now. So my workouts are somewhere between 90 minutes and two hours. So it's like four hours a day. I'm like, uh, I'm dying, but you know what? I got vacation that starts on Sunday. So I'm just like, I can make it till then. I'm going up to uh, new England. We're going to fly into Boston and hang around outside of there and up in Maine for a little bit. Oh, cool. I've always wanted to go there. So Boston. never been. So I'll let you know how it is. <laughs> yeah. Let me know. I have a client. So. <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah. My wife really wanted to go see uh, Salem, Massachusetts leading up to Halloween. Yeah. See, so. I want to, too. This is my kind of <laughs> yeah. So they've got like a witchcraft museum or something up there, apparently. So we're going to try and get in there. And yeah, it's going to be a week for me where I'm not going to go anywhere near a gym. I'm going to relax on my diet. I'm going to do whatever, but I'm not going to aggressively rebel off plan. And I think if you just eat like a normal person instead yeah. of eating like a binge eating deprived bodybuilder, yeah. you're going to be fine. Yeah, exactly. Usually if I go on a vacation or something, I, that's what I do. I might have, you know, just regular meals and yeah. I think I think bodybuilders struggle with remembering what it's like to eat like a normal person. They think like anytime they go out to a restaurant or something, they have to order like two appetizers, full, huge entree, a dessert and a half. Give me a side salad. I don't like soup, but let me have a soup too. You know, it's like chill yeah. out. <laughs> that's me, Joe. But normally, that's not me. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, oh, there, there. I had one question on the tip of my tongue. What was it? Oh, when you first started, um, like you said, you got to a gym and then kind of backed out a little bit, but then got into it and worked with a trainer. How quickly did you th see things start to change? Like, did you respond really quickly or was it kind of a slow process? Oh, it was for me, it was quick. Um, I hate you. I, well, okay. So actually first it wasn't because I wasn't eating like I should have. So with the trainer, it was just like, mm, you know, it took me, I wasn't really seeing much at all. Um, and then, so that was probably about six months. I didn't see anything until I started, um, doing the, the whole nutrition thing as soon as I start. And that was just macro dieting at first. So I was doing flexible dieting with this other trainer that was going to get me ready for the competition. That's when I decided to do that. So, um, 
within a month, I started seeing so much more definition. And I mean, two months, pretty soon people were like, oh my God, like, who are you? You know, I mean, it was amazing how quick I saw results, but it's taken me years to build what I have. I mean, it's been eight years, you know, I, I was still tiny. I just had like, honestly, I just had nice arms and abs. <laughs> did <laughs> and you start off? <laughs> did, you, did you start off in figure or did you jump straight into physique? Jump straight into physique. You know why? Mm -hmm. I did not want to wear high heels. <laughs> Same here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was I, like, I, I don't know if I wore those, I would fall down on stage. <laughs> did, did you feel like where you were, th this is an important thing because I, I talk with clients and potential clients about this all the time. They're always wondering like, what division should I go into? And I know you were talking earlier, physique versus bodybuilding and finding the right one. I think for a lot of people, it's like, you have to spend some time kind of figuring it out a little bit. But did you feel like in that first show that you did, did you feel like you were appropriate for physique? Did you feel like you were a little undersized and not care or what? No, I loved physique. I loved, I felt like it was powerful. Um, I, and I, this is no disrespect to the other classes at all, but I don't feel like, like, I want to go out there and be like, bam, you know what I mean? Me, this is what I worked for. That's me. I'm just a very, um, I like to feel powerful and out there. And, um, that's just how I am. I don't feel like I could do something where I go out there and just, you know, you know what I mean? Um, just hit the quarter turns. Yeah. It just wasn't for me. So I fell in love with physique for a long time. Um, at the time I saw women's bodybuilding and was like, Ooh, they're huge. You know? <laughs> and now I'm, I just, now it's just, that's my, I just want to do that. I, I don't know. The bigger I've gotten, the bigger I want to get. I just, <laughs> It's a, it's a little addicting, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah. I've never had that problem because I, I, I'm a hard gainer. I have such a hard time putting on size. It's so, like, I, uh, I can't even come anywhere near the weight cap that I have for classic physique. It's like, Oh God, just, I still got like a nine pounds short of that. Are you tall? Uh, like five eleven. They weighed me in at five ten at my last show because I was slouching because I wasn't paying attention. My wife uh -oh. was telling me a joke when I got up on the scale and I wasn't even paying attention. They said I was five ten. I still made the weight cap with pounds to spare. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh shit, God! And immediately, like right then, I'm like, I got so much work to do this off season. Jesus. <laughs> the taller you are, I feel like the harder it is to put on muscle. I'm five two. So I'm just a little guy, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, I mean, it is, I think it is harder to look like your frame is filled out proportionately. Yeah. And then I right. see some asshole who's six, four and he's just like perfectly proportioned. I'm like, you're the exception. I can't compare myself to you. Yeah. I get that. <laughs> I had uh, another question here. This came in today from Courtney. Um, she asks, what, if anything, would you change about your entire career competing? Ooh, that's a good one. It is a good one, isn't it? Yeah. Um, honestly, I think there are times I would take more time to spend with my family. 
because I spend so much time competing that it has gotten in the way at times. I love that answer. Yeah. I haven't spent the quality time and I mean, I can spend it and still eat my meals, but you know, when you're competing, you also have to, if you leave town or whatever, if they come to visit, um, you have to get your workout in, you have to get your cardio in. it doesn't matter. So I think that maybe just saying, you know what, screw it. I'm not going to work out today or, or I'm not going to compete this time or yeah. I think that family is so much more important than a bodybuilding career. That's cool. Do you live around your family? Most of them. Yeah. Um, my oldest son and I have two grandkids by the way. (laughs) Yeah. Um, he lives, uh, four and a half hours away in Boise, Idaho. Um, so I don't get to see them as much as I'd like to, uh, Wait, hold on. If Boise is four and a half hours away, where are you? Are you outside of Spokane or something? No, I'm in Nevada, northern Nevada. Oh, okay. Little tiny Elko, Nevada. It's a little tiny dot on the map. (laughs) 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 No, not really. (laughs) Not exactly a bodybuilding hotspot. It's definitely not. So when I go like to Vegas or you know, even Boise has a really nice gym there. I'm like looking for all the bodybuilders. <laughs> Let's go hang out. <laughs> <laughs> That's all. I was just, uh, I was just out in Oregon, which is where all my family lives. So for me, it's, you know, a six and a half hour plane ride uh, or two to get out there. Um, but I had the same experience where it's like, okay, I'm in the middle of this fairly aggressive cut and I don't really want to interrupt it for this trip. I have to take this trip because, you know, I've got, uh, my brother's kids are growing up. They're all like 14 to 16 now. And it's like, so I'm going to go out, I'm going to get in my workouts. I'm going to slack on my cardio. If I can be like 80, 20 on my diet, that's good enough. My brother invited me over. Hey, I'm going to make burgers. I'll have a burger. I won't have four. I'll have a burger. Uh, and just like, you know, hang out with everybody, enjoy it, not get yourself buried in the day-to-day stuff that you have to do because, you know, what was the end result? I came back after five days, I was up a pound and a half and two days later that was all gone. Yeah. Yep. If you're consistent, you can get through that kind of stuff and it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Um, my son's getting married, um, this month. And so I've already been, I told my coach that, like if I have to get leaner beforehand or whatever, I just want to enjoy that night, you know, and I don't have to go overboard, just like, you know, a small meal or something and, you know, have my glass of champagne or whatever. Um, so I've already gotten the okay to do that. It's just, you know, they hopefully only get married one time. So, <laughs> you know, I, I just want to enjoy that night with, with my, so well if if, you know what if if the people who listen to this can take one thing from this interview i hope it's that somebody like you who is you know at that point you'll be what five or six weeks out from aiming for a pro card can take a night to just chill the fuck out enjoy life and be with family and do stuff that ultimately is more important than bodybuilding but you can maybe even literally have your cake and eat it too you can do both yeah I may have just like 
little tiny piece of cake. But I mean, it's not going to be much cake. <laughs> no, it's a little too fattening. So probably just a bite. And <laughs> but, honestly, you know. if, if I'm looking for yummy stuff, wedding cake isn't what I'm going for. Like, I'd rather have like some other kind of cake. Wedding cake is like, it's better to look at than eat, in my opinion. Normally, but actually his sister is um, a a pastry chef and she's making the cake and she makes delicious cake. So I'm like kind of bummed. I don't get, I might take a piece and freeze it. (laughs) There you go. It's the anniversary trick. That's what you do. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) That is hilarious. So you, um, your current coach is, uh, Nelson Jones. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. I was hoping I got that right. Cause I'd hate to say the wrong name there. Um, What's uh, I had a uh, a previous coach myself who worked with him, and she had a lot of good things to say about him. What I mean, you're still with him, so obviously he's not on he's not a, an enemy or anything like that. So what what would you say about Nelson? What what's it been like working with him? Um, he's been great. Um, he's the first coach I ever had that actually went to my show, so it was nice having him there for whatever I needed, um, and he could see what I looked like in person. Um, He's kept me healthier than anybody ever has. Um, he's not big on diuretics, which is great because my kidneys, <laughs> like I said, um, yeah, he's just, and he's very responsive. Um, I've never had a coach's phone number in the past. Um, it's always been email and then, you know, um, so I can text him anytime I need to, I could call him if I wanted to. And he's, you know, I mean, he works, so he's obviously, he can't always get right back to me, but he does whenever he can. And yeah, he's been great. And he's funny. So that's my, we just good relationship. It's nice to have somebody I can talk to that actually has a sense of humor. Cause I haven't had a coach that actually had a sense of humor, to be honest with you. Really. It can be hard to find people in the bodybuilding industry that have a sense of humor or aren't just like totally self-important and stuck up on themselves. Yes. Yeah. Like, yeah, he's amazing. I've just been super impressed with him. Awesome. So, uh, you, you said you're not a, not a coach hopper and I totally believe you on that, but if you have a bad experience with a coach, like early on, you're like, I'm going to cut ties there and move on and, you know, chalk that up. So in your process of going through coaches, um, question coming from a coach himself, <laughs> what, uh, what is your process as you're looking for a coach? Like what's important to you? Um, what are some red flags? Is there anything where you immediately would be like, Oh yeah, that's not a coach for me. Uh, somebody that constantly is, that all they do is when you reach out to them, they, the first thing they do is talk about themselves, um, and how many pro card wins they've had and stuff like that. I don't care. All I care about is what you're going to do for me. So that that's the biggest red flag to me. Um, there's one who's a really big name coach in the industry. Um, I reached out to him and he sent me an email back and he's like, this many pro card wins, this many Olympia athletes. And I'm just like, what does that do for me? you could be a no name coach and be the best on the planet for me. Yeah. And you know, I come across a lot of these people online who, um, you know, they, they're always like tagging their coaches in posts and you go to their coach and their coach has like 
30 followers. It's like, that's the only client they have, but this person is amazing. Like clearly they've got this chemistry. That's just like, eh, they, they really click. Yeah. So you've got to find the right person for you, regardless of who it is. And a name doesn't mean anything. Yeah. I mean, one, one that I can honestly say is, um, look at Andrea Shaw, her coach. He doesn't have like that. I know of have a bunch of athletes I think it's John Simmons or something. I was going to say, you mentioned Andrea Shaw. I'm like, I don't even know who her coach is. Yeah. Oh, I was looking. I was like, she's awesome. <laughs> who was her? But I was afraid to reach out because I don't see anybody else that he trains. And I was like, maybe they have like a relationship thing. I don't know what's going on. So I'm just going to leave that alone. You know, I, I'm but, always worried when I'm looking at a coach, I'm like, okay, is this the coach who works online with people and trains people in person? And who among those two categories is more successful? Like are all of his pro card wins people who come to his gym and all his mm -hmm. online clients or, or the people you never see or what? Because what I've learned, because you know, I used to just train in a gym and now I only train online and they are totally different skill sets. Yeah, definitely. definitely. Um, have you, um, aside from your first experience, have you worked with a coach or a trainer in person or has it always been online? Uh, it's always been online. Um, I would love to work with a trainer, I, but there's nobody here where I am at that like, honestly, I need like a big bodybuilder dude that can just kick my ass. Um, my boyfriend can, but usually he's working out on his own shit or, you know, working <laughs> at, when I'm working out. So he doesn't have time, but I mean, yeah, I need like somebody that, cause yeah, I'm a big girl, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I feel kind of the same way and that, you know, I can push myself, but I also know like if I had somebody else there that just wasn't going to take any of the shit that's in my head where I tell myself, Oh, I really need to hit 12 reps on this. It's eight. I'm really tired. Let me just rack it up. If I had somebody who's just like, Fuck you. Give me those last four. I'm like, man, that'd make a big difference. I just don't know who that person is around here. Yeah. That's how I feel. I mean, cause I do, I push myself really hard, but I know, like, I know that somebody else could really, it could make a big difference, you know? Yeah. Do you feel like as far as your potential is concerned and as, as let's to, to the extent that you haven't hit it yet, you still have some, some growth and some improvement that you can do. Um, do you have thoughts on like what Avenue, what facet of bodybuilding is where you can make up the most ground is like, it doesn't sound like you necessarily need to be more consistent on your diet. It sounds like your training's great, but maybe you could crank it up a few percentage points. Um, do you have thoughts on that? Um, I don't, Okay. Can you like ask me again? <laughs> I don't know what you mean. <laughs> I mean, like, wh where do you feel like if, if you are, <sighs> let me see, how can I ask that? Let's try this, Let's try it this way. As far as continuing to make progress, where do you feel you have the most, what, what area of bodybuilding do you feel you have the most room to progress in still? Not like body part, but what avenue of it? I do think training probably. Uh, I mean, both but yeah training um maybe even a longer off season where i can start right after a show uh train hard eat more um avoid the bad rebound yeah avoid the bad rebound which is my goal this next one you know have my meal and get on with my life and uh 
yeah, I think having somebody else around to push me. Yeah. I think you've got to have enough of those bad rebounds to learn how to avoid them and to understand like, man, I'm losing a lot of time after a show, just cleaning this up when that could be a really productive time instead. Yeah. I mean, you're the most anabolic right after you've been that lean for so long. So why not use it? You know? Yeah. 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 Or you could just gain 25 pounds of water. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So, uh, I think that was about all I had really. We covered a lot of ground there. Um, so as you look ahead to nationals coming up nationals, right? Yes. Um, how do you feel about the next eight weeks? I mean, it sounds like you're in a pretty good spot right now. Feeling pretty confident, would you say? Um, yeah, I have my moments. Like I said, I'm still, I'm just in my head. I mean, I know, like I said, my back needs to be bigger. <laughs> I was like, I'm just going to synth all them, you know, but <laughs> not healthy. I, mean, my, I told my coach, I'm just going to put synth all in my lats. He's like, no, you're not. <laughs> I wouldn't honestly, but. <laughs> but it sure but sounds appealing at, at, at a glance, right? <laughs> right. I was like, I mean, everybody does. <laughs> yeah. Like, for you but um yeah i just you know you work so hard for something so yeah i'm uh confident that i'll be leaner i mean my back's not going to be able to grow much in that time with the amount of food i'm eating so um i'm hoping that i will kill them with my leanness and they won't care that i'm maybe have a smaller back than somebody else <laughs> you got to really make that big impression from the front yes that's exactly. I know my quads need to be leaner. I, I have like big muscle bellies, so they tend to look, uh, I don't know. It's hard to explain. Like where some have like the little lines in their quads. Mine are like huge. <laughs> yeah. Know? Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's really like, it's an attention grabbing silhouette, like on that front pose. You're like, Whoa. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, like from the front, if everybody was just in silhouette, you're like, there's Wendy. Okay. All right. It's, it's pretty easy to spot you. <laughs> Um, yeah, well, and I, I guess you've also kind of learned from North Americans, like, you know, you can be kind of confident, but like, we're going to hold back expectations here. We're going to, we're going to go in and do everything we can, but yeah. <laughs> and I think this time too, I mean, Nelson, that was the first show we did. He now knows what he can load me up with. Um, you know, we kind of held back for physique and then, um, cause I had to do a two day show. And we weren't that worried about physique. We're like, yeah, we'll worry more about bodybuilding because that's what I really wanted to do. So then by the time I went to finals, which there's no pictures of finals, I was like super badass, honestly. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I eat all day long. I was eating like English muffins, peanut butter. I even got part of a brownie. Like, yeah. So, Man, that's the thing. Was, like show day, as far as food is concerned, show day is a pretty good day usually. Yeah. 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 People are like, I, I've had this question before. Do I get to eat anything on show day? I'm like, wow. Yes. Yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I feel like you need to load me up like through the middle of the night. Let me sleep all day and I'll stay up all night and then go to pre-judging. <laughs> that, that's, <laughs> that's not a bad idea. That's not a bad idea. Yeah. I kind of like that. Um, if people want to find you online, where can they find you? Um, I'm at, at Fit with Wendy. <laughs> F-I-T- uh, w I T W E N D Y on Instagram. I had and a question then, about that actually, if I could. 
Yeah. Is that supposed to be like fit with, or are you calling yourself like a fit wit, like a nitwit? No, <laughs> fit with that. It's actually <laughs> old because it started as like my little business Instagram when I started uh, personal training. And now I'm like, I want to change it, but everybody knows me as that. So like, do I dare change it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I kind of like that. I'm like fit wit. Like I would consider myself a fit wit probably like, you know, a nitwit that's, that's kind of fit ish a little bit. I mean, I, I kind of like that, but fit with, but without the H gotcha. And it, I'd like to come up with something cooler, but I don't know. Everybody knows me at that and uh, whatever. That's hard. I mean, it's like you said in the post the other day, it's like, I don't have anything cool to say in the caption. So here's a pick. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> that's the exact opposite problem that I have. My friends are like, you always have something cool to say. I'm like, but that's in person. Like I'm, there's always these people posting their pictures with these big long quotes. And I'm like, where do you come up with this? I'm just like, here's a picture. <laughs> you know? I, I, I always laugh. It, it's always somebody who's like, you know, here's my abs. Here's me bending over and showing my glute ham tie in. And here's a quote from Aristotle. I'm like, yes. <laughs> yes. Stop like, with what? that. Stop. Just that. On my ass. Yeah. Just <laughs> post a picture of your ass and go. We don't need the Aristotle quote. Nobody reads them anyway. No. Like I've posted stuff before. That's like actual meaningful, like something meaningful to me and nobody reads it. <laughs> I mean, I, I still, I still try, but. I, I should give it up, but I still try for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah. If people wanted to find you in, um, it, was it Elko, Nevada? Mm -hmm. where, where can they go to find you? Uh, Empower Fitness Gym. What kind of a gym is that? Uh, just a cool, I don't know, like strength training, bodybuilding gym. It, but it Independently owned? It's privately owned, um, family owned. Really cool people, badass atmosphere, um, real friendly, welcoming. Yeah, there's all kinds of people here. So you'll have, you know, moms and dads and whatever, just kids. Yeah, it's cool. Is that where you're at right now? Yep. I'm in actually my friend's office. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Lindsay. <laughs> Shout out to Lindsay. How, yeah. uh, how big is Elko? How many people live there? Oh, I don't even know. I think there's like 20,000 maybe. Oh, wow. That's a really little place. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that explains why you can't find a, a coach or a trainer in a town of 20,000 to push you the way that you need. I mean, I live in Knoxville, which is like 450,000. I can't find anybody either. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, I'm sure they're out there. It's just, I don't get out much. So yeah. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's on me. Here, So I don't want to say that, you know, it's just that, like, I seriously need, like, a big old dude that can just, <laughs> that's all. Well, and, and I mean, the thing is, I mean, you know this, and everybody watching this knows this. Like, anybody who competes in women's bodybuilding at the national level, you're, you're bigger and stronger and tougher than the average chick, right? Yeah. I mean, the, the, the usual I'm, rules aren't going to apply to you. <laughs> so, what, what was that? I'm stronger than half the men in here, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm not, I'm not going to get into a squat contest with you. Let's just say that it's not going to happen. Not more. My back hurts too bad. So, <laughs> ditto, ditto. So, we'll, we'll, we'll do the geriatric squat competition then. There you go. <laughs> back brace. <laughs> back brace. We only do it in the Smith machine. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's yeah. all. It's always the fourth exercise, so we've had plenty of time to warm up beforehand. 
so true. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, it has been awesome chatting with you. Stick around here after I, after I finish this off and I want to, I want to talk to you offline for a second, but um, any, any last closing remarks you have for us? Any words of wisdom, any quotes from Aristotle or Socrates? Uh, maybe not Aristotle, but I would just like to say, um, mostly because of my granddaughter, I'm just gonna, not to keep you longer, but, um, she's four years old and she always says she wants to be strong like Alma. Um, she wants to be a bodybuilder now, (laughs) um, and get on the stage. Um, the only reason I'm telling you this is because I feel like a lot of people look up to us and we don't realize it and we should kind of, um, appreciate that and, remember that because even people in the gym, uh, a lot of times look up to us and we don't realize it either. So, um, you know, just appreciate that. And cause we're always down on ourselves. I don't know about you, but I get really down on myself, not realizing that there's a lot of people that would like to be where we're at. So maybe just appreciate that. And I feel like that spoke to my soul actually. Uh, <laughs> Like, I feel like that was meant specifically for me. That was one of those things I needed to hear that right now, actually. So um, but words of wisdom indeed from Wendy Levera. Thank you so much for joining us here. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Yeah, you bet.